welcome to the Girl Means Business podcast. I'm your host, Kendra Swalls, a former teacher turned entrepreneur here to help you navigate the messiness of mom life and biz life. Each week, my guests and I will share our experiences, insights, and tips to help you move your business from survival mode to success mode. So grab your favorite drink and let's dive in because this girl means business. Hey there, welcome to episode 193 of the Girl Means Business podcast. We are officially in the last month of 2022, which is crazy. Somehow I blinked, November disappeared. It didn't even happen. It feels like it went by so fast. And now here we are into December. And before you know it, it's going to be January of a brand new year, 2023, coming in really, really fast. And one of the things that I have on my list of things I want to accomplish in the next year is branching out onto other platforms. I've talked a lot about Instagram here on the podcast. I obviously love Instagram, love, hate Instagram. And as much as I love Instagram and I spend a ton of time there, I've realized that I need to be branching out into these other platforms. And it can feel a little overwhelming because it means learning a whole new platform and it means figuring out the ins and outs and what kind of content to post, how often, and it can feel like it's a lot to try to keep up with. So to help us, I am bringing in an expert today in one of these platforms, Pinterest. Now, Pinterest probably isn't really grouped or shouldn't be grouped in with a lot of like the social media platforms. It's technically not a social platform. It's more of a search engine platform. However, it does kind of get lumped in when it comes to social media. And I think the reason why is because it's, again, another free platform that we can get exposure from. And especially if you are creating a lot of content, whether it's a podcast or a blog or YouTube videos, or you have a lead magnet that you want to market, Pinterest can be a great place for that. I've used Pinterest in the past. A lot of times I use it for my photography business. I have not spent a lot of time on Pinterest for my coaching business. And that is something I plan to change going into the new year with the help of today's guest. So today I'm chatting with Taryn LaRue. She is a Pinterest strategy expert, and I met her in a Facebook group for mompreneurs. We started chatting. We talked about Pinterest and how she could help Pinterest, help me grow my Pinterest account for my business. And I thought, you know what, if this is something that I need help with, I know my audience could use some help with it as well. So I invited her to come on the show. She is going to be sharing some really great tips and strategies today to help you get started with utilizing Pinterest for your business and why you should be using Pinterest for your business. So if that is something that you feel like that going into the new year, you really want to branch out and, or maybe you're already using Pinterest and you're like, I'm using it, but I don't know that I'm really using it to the full potential. Today's episode can really help you with that. So let's jump into my conversation today with Taryn. All right, guys, I am so excited today to chat with Taryn LaRue. Taryn, welcome to the Girl Means Business Podcast. So excited to have you here today. Hi, thanks for having me. Yeah, well, I have been wanting to talk about Pinterest for a while, and I haven't really had anyone on, I think, since like the one of my earlier, like first episodes, so a couple years ago, about talking about Pinterest. And um, we'll get into a little bit about like 
my thoughts on Pinterest and stuff like that in a second. But before we get into that, I would love for you to introduce yourself to the audience. Tell us a little bit about you, your story, and what you do. Yeah, definitely. Hey, again, thanks for having me. Uh, My name is Taryn, and I'm also from Texas. Um, I started my business because I knew I wanted to be a full-time homeschooling mom and that I needed to be location independent. So I really went all in looking for options to work for myself and and found lots of options along the way um, until I eventually kind of stumbled upon Pinterest marketing and realized that I could turn my Pinterest obsession into my profession. And that was back in like 2017. Um, I finally quit my day job in 2020 to run full time. And now I run my digital marketing agency, Swish Social, which specializes in all things Pinterest. And I also coach other business owners on how to use Pinterest for their business. That's amazing. I love it. I Okay, so... Before we get into all the questions I have about Pinterest, so I, uh, for the longest time, I can remember exactly when I discovered Pinterest. I was teaching. I was um, probably like three or four years into teaching, and I had this teacher that was, she was a kindergarten teacher. I taught third grade at the time, but we were really good friends, and I remember her texting me one night, and we were talking about something about school. And she was like, yeah, I've just like been killing time tonight, like playing on Pinterest. And I'm like, what is, is that like another one of those like stupid games on your phone? She goes, no, do you not know what Pinterest is? And I was like, no. And so she sent me the link to it and I downloaded the app and I was just like, what is this amazingness? Like I can like create little pin boards of like clothes I like or vacations I want to take or like recipes and all those things. And so, um, and obviously it's grown to be a lot more than just those things over the last several years. But that's kind of the, I guess, idea of Pinterest that I think a lot of people have is it's like, oh, it's just for like pinning like birthday party ideas for my kids. So when I started learning about more about business and marketing and growing your business, and of course I heard people talking about Pinterest, I was like, okay, this sounds cool. But it was like never the thing I spent a lot of energy and time. Like I was like, oh, it's fine. I'm just going to focus on like Facebook or I'm going to focus on Instagram or I'm going to focus on you know, my podcast or whatever. So Pinterest has always kind of been in the back of my mind is like, I need to be doing this, but I just haven't put the time into it and stuff. So I'm really excited to get your thoughts and ask you some questions about it. But my first question is basically like, is Pinterest still relevant? Because I think it became like this, it was this big thing. Everybody was like, I found it on Pinterest and it's Pinterest worthy and it's like it became like part of the pop culture of Pinterest. But is it still something that is really viable when it comes to like helping you grow and market your business? Oh, I love that because when you think about it using it personally, yeah, a lot of the times you're like, oh, I go there to find what's for dinner, what I'm getting the kids for their birthday and how we're going to decorate exactly because it is a place that you go to to plan. And because it has planning power, there are actually millions of searches going on where people are asking Pinterest, how do I make my business better? How do I start my business and make it um, usable, you know, something that is scalable and you're not running around like, I have no clue what I'm doing because all of the answers are there for you. So to, to answer <laughs> more directly, Yeah, Pinterest is still very relevant, especially for businesses, 
not just for personal use because they're still getting more and more people on the platform every single month. And it is totally different than traditional social media. So it's not like you're posting something and then hoping that you're reaching the right people. It is more likely that it is reaching the right people because they're actually searching for exactly what you have. Yeah. So that was kind of, you led perfectly into my next question, which is, you know, it, it sort of has been lumped into this, um, like social media, you know, group between like, you've got obviously the big ones that your Facebook and Instagram and TikTok and Twitter and LinkedIn, but then you add in, like, I always think of Pinterest and YouTube as kind of being their own, like, separate, like they're the cousins of this rest of social media. So would you say that Pinterest is considered social media or is it something completely separate that needs to be treated completely differently? So we definitely use it differently, but I do like to emphasize the point that Pinterest is always trying to keep up with the other other social media platforms. And so it's actually a hybrid. It is first and foremost, a visual search engine, but it has so many social capabilities and they're constantly adding and trying to be like all the other social platforms because they want to keep you there that it is both um you definitely don't utilize it like you use other social platforms where you're trying to connect with people as much it is something that you're trying to like build a long-term visibility plan on to get people back to your offers okay so that makes sense yeah because i think that was what in my mind, always set it apart was social media to me was like, you're connecting with other people, you know, you're commenting or messaging or all those things. And Pinterest doesn't really feel like that kind of social, but like you said, it is definitely the search engine piece is what I think a lot of people think of it as, is it's more of like a visual search engine, like what you said. And that's okay, what people so are- I want to get in. Oh, go ahead. That's what people are going there for. They're not going there to socialize. They're going there to do the searches even though you can send pins to people and messages and you have like group boards. And so you can share things with other people pretty easily. And in the group boards, you can like um, react with hearts and exciting little emojis and things like that. But it's definitely not what people are going there for. Yeah. Well, and I think that that's one of the things that I am excited about, like getting more into it is the fact that it is a place where, people are going there with a different purpose. So I was talking to somebody the other day about YouTube and they were saying like, you know, it's people go to YouTube with the intent of I'm going to spend time here. I'm going to watch videos. I'm going to learn something. I'm not just coming here to scroll mindlessly through content like they do over on, you know, like Facebook and, and Instagram. And so if you're trying to teach people something, then there are other platforms besides social media or besides, not besides, besides Instagram, I don't want to like give that umbrella statement, but besides like Instagram and Facebook where people are more intentional about why they're there, they're not just there to kill time. They're there because there's a purpose behind it. And I think for me, just kind of a little behind the scenes, like where I'm at, like I'm feeling really burned out with like Instagram and Facebook. Like the fact that it's so difficult. I have this weird like love hate because we're very, very fortunate to live in a time where you know, we have these free platforms like the Facebook, the Instagram, the TikTok, all those things to reach these huge masses of people. But at the same time, it's very difficult and very frustrating right now to try and utilize those platforms. And so I've been really like focusing my energy on 
learning more about these other places where you can grow your business and where you can go and people are utilizing Pinterest. And I kind of say YouTube also, because I've been researching on that a lot. Like I said, they're, they're going there for a different purpose. They're not going there to scroll. They're going there to find information, to look for something to like, I know a lot of people use Pinterest to go and try to like find, like, like you said, like educational content, they're going to go find a piece of content and they're going to spend time reading or watching or listening to that content. So if your content can be the one that they find, they're more likely to engage with it. Yep. So I love that about it. So I want to get into some of the strategy behind using it as a business owner. So using it as a actual user, I think we all know, you know, we're pretty familiar with how to go in and do all those things. But on the flip side, if you have a business and you're thinking, I think that Pinterest might be good for me, but I don't really know what content I'm supposed to pin. Like, tell me kind of what type of content works well for pinning onto Pinterest. Okay. Before I answer that, I do just want to stress that before you even get, before you even consider getting started on Pinterest, that you want to make sure that you already have an existing website for your content to live. Because you're not going to be directing people back to your other social platforms from Pinterest directly. So, okay, hold on. That's a good, that's a good point because I've seen people like, so especially I've looked into like Tailwind, the app that'll like help pin for you and stuff. And they do have like where you can pin your Instagram content, for example. So you're saying it's better. It's, that's not super useful. It's more like put them back towards your website. I do like mixing in Instagram because it is, um, you can get to it really easily from your phone, just scrolling in the Pinterest app. It just links over to Instagram and then you can go back. Um, okay. But it's not like that is not your strategy. Your strategy isn't to get people over to your Instagram and be your followers. And then you have to continue to engage with them and hope they DM you back and spend that kind of energy there. It is a different methodology on Pinterest. You're you're actually able to connect with people quicker because you're bringing them back directly to your links. Links like your blog posts. Um, if you're utilizing a podcast, you can just turn your podcast into a blog post and have your video or audio up there at the top. You can also be um, repurposing your social media content into a full blog post. You also can use your links directly to like your landing pages for your freebies or even your paid offers. Because again, people are actually searching on Pinterest for something specific. If they're like, how do I start a podcast? And you have a, um, a blog post that leads into a freebie, they're ready to sign up. If you have a course that says you can learn how to start your podcast in 30 days, people are like, I can? Yes. Okay. Let me sign up for that. And it happens a lot quicker on Pinterest actually, because they're going, they're looking for that solution and not just to browse. And Pinterest also says that people have more money to spend on that platform than traditional social media. So it's just a win-win. Yeah. Oh, that all sounds like music to my ears. I love it. And that's what I think, you know, like I, and I, I don't want to keep like bashing Instagram because I do love Instagram, but you're right. Like people do not go onto Instagram with the intent of I'm going to spend money today or I'm or, or on this platform. I'm not going to go here and try to like download a free guide. I'm just here for mostly entertainment value and to like maybe see something cool or learn a quick little tip. And connect. Whereas like you said, yeah, and connect. Yeah. 
Whereas on Pinterest, yeah, they're going there. They're more likely to actually do something with the link that you give them. So you've mentioned a couple of times, like the idea of a blog post. Now I know that there's a lot of people out there like myself. <laughs> Blogging is not something that I genuinely like enjoy. I, it's not something that I naturally gravitate towards. I do have blog content on my website. I do turn my podcast episodes into like, they each have their own little like, um, home base essentially where there's a little you know audio player and a little sort of summary of the episode. But blogging is not something that I like have ever spent a whole lot of time investing in. That's why I started a podcast because I can talk more than I can write. So for people who maybe don't have a lot of that written content on their website, do you recommend that they start then with like build up some of that content and then start putting it on Pinterest? Or does it matter like how much content you have before you get started putting it out there? Great question. How much content? Okay, I do want to tell you that your podcast on its own little page on your website is perfect because you can okay, you can direct traffic back to that and it is a specific thing. It's not going to be like all your podcasts and then they're like, where's the one I want? Yeah. Um, so that's great. You can also really easily just take like your transcripts and turn that into a blog post too because, because on Pinterest, people are used to coming to somebody's website and finding blog posts. It is something that I recommend that you try out. Um, And I know blogging really does seem like, you know, it's not for everybody and it's just another thing to add onto the plate. But I don't think it has to be just another thing you have to do. It is something that is going to like establish your authority because it is there forever. It's not going anywhere. It won't be forgotten. And it is like an expert piece. It is a long form of copy that is answering common questions um, and really putting your own spin on it. If you're asking how much you would need to have on your website to get started, you really don't have to have like a full page. I mean, like, you know, like 10 different posts or something. Um, But you should have at least one blog post, at least one freebie. And always be considering what that next step is. Because once somebody signs up for your freebie, you don't want to just leave them hanging. You do want to invite them into that next step, be it like your Facebook group where they can hang out with you, or even taking the next step to make a purchase with you so that then they become a client and you can get a repeat customer too because they already like you. Yeah, I like that. So it's you need to be funneling them into something other than just like driving traffic. Like there needs to be an end goal besides just like, Hey, end up on my website. Yes. No, the the exception that the exception to that would be like, if you are running ads on your website, then increasing traffic to your website is obviously a good thing because more people seeing your ads means more money for you. Yeah. So, okay. Let me ask you about the idea of, you know, obviously what to post or what to pin. You're talking about like sending people back to your website, the blog post, anything that kind of lives there permanently. Cause I will say that's one thing that drives me nuts is I've gone on Pinterest. I will see like a really great pin. I'm like, Ooh, this seems like exactly what I'm looking for. I click on it. It takes me to someone's homepage and I'm like, well now how do I find the blog post? And like, I'm not going to spend 20 minutes trying to find this post. Like I'm just going to go back to Pinterest and find Next. something else. <laughs> yeah. So having it go directly to that thing is perfect. Um, Okay. I want to talk really quickly about local business versus like someone who is more of a like online business. So do you feel like Pinterest can be 
utilized for both? Or is it really better if you're have a wider audience? So for example, I think about like, you know, going back to my photography business, I, when I was shooting weddings, I would pen a ton of, cause I had a lot of blog content around wedding, kind of wedding planning and specifically in like the Dallas Fort Worth area where I lived, because that's where obviously my brides were coming from. And so I would pin a lot of that and I did get a lot of traffic from it. And I did get some clients from it, but it also felt like I, Pinterest felt so broad. And here I was trying to like find a very specific localized group. So do you feel like Pinterest is really usable for local businesses or is it better if you have a more broad business? I do think it's best for online businesses who can reach anywhere in the world. But that doesn't mean that you can't use it for a local business. Um, It it does depend on your niche. So like your photography biz probably could do really well. There are things that you could do to attract people from your area. Um, So like creating a board specifically for like um, places to take pictures in the Dallas-Fort Worth area or even more broader, like all of Texas, so that if somebody's willing to travel, they could um, find you that way and be like, oh, okay, I see where she is. And, you know, be like, I love her stuff, obviously. <laughs> and then they want to work with you. And because because you have those indicators of where you are, um, they're more likely to be able to. But on the flip side, yeah, like people all over the world are going to be finding your content. And if it's not, if it doesn't have instant gratification for them, then it's not something that they're going to be able to really apply um, as a local business. So you could also add in something too. So like if you were a photographer, for example, you could have a freebie that's like, 10 things to get ready for your photo shoot and then have them on your email list and send them deals and stuff to keep them around. Um, that way, again, they're like, I, I got to work with her one day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I think, I mean, like lo- there are like local businesses, but I think there's also like, if you have a local business, you also have the ability to maybe like ship things somewhere or yes. do things online or travel or people can travel to you. Like, I mean, I see like, I know we're talking a lot about Texas stuff, but like you see it a lot with the Chip and Joanna. I mean, they have their whole like Magnolia thing. It's in Waco, which is, I mean, that's where I grew up. It's not a town people typically wanted to go visit. People come from all over the world now because they want to go to that store. And granted, they were on a TV show there. It's a very, you know, apples and oranges comparison, but it's an example of a local business that has the potential to reach a large audience and have people come to them. So even if you're sitting here saying, well, I, you know, I just sell jewelry at my little local like boutique in town. Well, you could also, you know, this could be your opportunity to expand out or have people reach out to you and say, will you ship it to me? Will you travel here and do this show? Will you whatever? So yeah. So so some things work, but some things wouldn't like if you're a a local plumber, you can't really travel anywhere in the world. You can't give them anything and get them on your list. Like (laughs) some things just wouldn't work for brick and mortar, but a lot of options do have the ability to to expand. It's the 21st century. Yeah. Yeah. I think COVID taught us all about about that about that. (laughs) Okay. So I want to get into we talked a lot about, you know, how, like why and how to use Pinterest or you know, the why, I guess more about who and why to use. But let's talk a little bit about strategy. And it's not just as simple as, from my understanding, it's not as simple as just creating a graphic and throwing it up on Pinterest. There has to be a little bit of strategy behind it to make it 
work for your business. So can you give us like a starter guide of like, how should someone kind of start from point A and get to point, you know, B, C, or D, figuring out how to get started putting their content on Pinterest? For sure. So when I start working with clients, I always do a Pinterest power up and make sure that your profile is ready to receive copious amounts of traffic. Um, Generally speaking, you want to go into Pinterest itself and perform keyword research for your niche. You want to get into like the mind of your ideal client and think like, what would they be going to Pinterest and searching for and then finding me? You want to start with like your short keywords. So just like one or two keywords. And then Pinterest will give you suggestions for longer keywords that you can use. If there are any keywords that you're already using for SEO or for blogging that you already know, I would definitely recommend looking it up on the Pinterest platform itself and make a list, make a a list somewhere where you can keep them. And that way, you know what people are searching for. And you can then create five to 10 boards, kind of a mixture of everything that encompasses your brand based on those keywords. Okay. So real quick, when you say keyword search, are you talking about just like in the search bar of Pinterest, like going in and typing in your keywords and see what comes up? Or is there someplace in particular you're looking for these keywords? That is the quickest, easiest way to find the keywords on Pinterest is straight in the search bar, just like you would on Google. Okay. They will give you like little bubbles underneath for additional keywords that you can use. um, And then also just like the drop down that has more suggestions. Okay, perfect. Once you know those, you can um, also create more content based around those because you know people are searching for it. Okay, perfect. So you find the keywords and then let's just say, um, okay, so for example, one of the keywords in my business might be email marketing. And so I find that email marketing or like the different phrases people are searching for, how to start an email list, how to create like lead magnets, things like that. So then I create a Pinterest board or multiple boards around those topics. Is that, am I putting my content only there or am I putting other people's content into those boards? So Pinterest itself has said it's totally okay if you pin 100% of your own content nowadays. Okay. I suggest if you're just getting started that you share a mixture of your own content and other people's content so that other people are engaging with your pins that are already popular and are already being found. They're just going to be found from your profile. And that'll kind of tell the Pinterest algorithm, hey, this profile is getting engaged with. Let's boost their stuff. Okay. Um, when you're thinking about pinning your own stuff is usually where people get kind of tripped up and like, what do I pin? How do I pin? Where does it go? <laughs> and yep. And the main thing to remember is that Pinterest lives on your links and you can pin the same link multiple times with a different image. Okay. So you can make like five different images for the same link to go out in about a week and you just put one new one every single day. Always make sure that you have like your keyword that you're trying to rank for on the pin design itself. And that is going into a board that also has that keyword. Okay. So let's kind of give an example. So we'll go back to the idea of like the email marketing. Let's say I create a, I do a whole podcast episode 
and I have a, you know, blog post on my feed, on my website that's around how to create your first lead magnet. So I want to make sure if, if like lead magnet is my keyword, I want to have that in the graphic itself. So like I go into Canva, I create the graphic. It needs to have lead magnet on the graphic, correct? You would probably put like uh, create a lead magnet to grow your email list. So that way it has okay. email on there as well. Gotcha. But that the visual image itself is Pinterest is able to search those two. It's mm-hmm. not just the title. Okay, good to know because that's something I didn't know about. So you need it in the graphic and then you need it in the description or the title of the pen, pen as well. Yes. So it has both. It has a title area. I usually use whatever is on the pen design itself for the title. And then the description, you have more space to include some of those long tail keywords in addition to just the main keyword. Okay. And how in the description, how specific should you get about, I mean, is it like you're writing a whole caption like you would on Instagram or is it more like keep it short and simple? What's the best plan of action there? Um, you don't have to do like a full blog post for sure. Um, <laughs> it's just a couple of sentences. I usually do like three to five. Um, so okay. each sentence usually has one or two keywords or keyword phrases in it. And then the last sentence usually will have um, your profile name along with other things, other keywords that they can find on your profile. Okay, perfect. And then I've seen, again, kind of like going similar to social media where there's all these debate of like, do you put hashtags in there? Do you not? Do hashtags matter on Pinterest at all? This is a really good question. I think I need to go research it again because while hashtags no longer work on Pinterest, I still see them and I wonder if they are improving the the ranking because they're just short little keywords. There's nothing else right. to it. <laughs> um, but they used to work on Pinterest and now they no longer work. So I don't recommend using them because they don't work like hashtags. You can no longer right. click on them and find the most recent ones. Maybe they'll bring it back. Okay. <laughs> Who knows? I know. I, it's like everything these days. Like one day it is and one day it isn't and you never actually know. Um, but that's good. It's one less thing to maybe for people to have to worry about is focus more on the the image, the title, and the description, having those keywords and keyword phrases. That's the most important thing to start with. Yes. And then you're going to put them in a board that matches. You can put okay. it to more than one board, um, but don't go crazy. Make sure that any board that you're saving it to is a matching keyword because you want it to make it easier for the Pinterest bots to figure out this is what that pin is about. So when somebody searches for those keywords, it matches, 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 and they're putting it up further in the results. Gotcha. Okay. So you're not putting a pin about email marketing into a board about LinkedIn or, you know, SEO or I don't know, something else that you might have on there. Okay. Definitely. That makes sense. And then how often, because you mentioned you can pin like the same link. So if I have a link to that podcast episode on my website, I can link to it in multiple pins using a different image each time. How, I mean, obviously I'm not going to do that maybe a hundred different times, but like, is there kind of a number? Like how many, because I mean, if somebody goes to your board and they have the same things, they see it 10 or 12 times. Is that too much? Is that normal? What's kind of the the going number there? It is totally normal to have the same image or the same link with different images going out many, many times. There's absolutely no limit. Um, when I pin for my clients, I try not to do the same link in the same day unless it is a brand new image. So okay. um, 
that's really the, the key thing to remember is that Pinterest likes the fresh content and they consider anything with a new image to be fresh, even if it's not a new link. Okay. So new image is fresh content. Um, okay. So I, I, I'm trying to kind of like, I have so many questions. I'm like, okay, how can I narrow my questions down here for you? Okay. So I'm going to keep using the example of the podcast episode. So I had this podcast episode. I've created six different graphics for it, all leading back to the same link to that episode. I'm going to put them out. Let's say the episode comes out this week. So do I want to be pinning those like one per day for six days in a row or should I spread them out? Is it, you know, better to pin like new con, like new stuff on your website or does it matter if it's like an older podcast episode I'm putting up now? Like, I guess the main question is what's the time or the lifespan of a pen? Like, is it okay to pen older content as a new pen or is it better to kind of keep it all like this episode went live. I'm going to put it all out right now. Ooh, I like this question. So <laughs> because Pinterest is not traditional social media, there's no like time limit on it. Your stuff literally lives forever. And depending on what kind of content you're pinning, there is like huge potential for it to recirculate year after year. Not like you pinned it in October and somebody pinned it in November and then it's, that's it. That's all the traffic you're going to get from that one pin. It is like you pinned it in October and then next October, you're still getting people to save it and visit your website, even though you've created a hundred new images for that one link. So there's no like right or wrong way to upload your pens um, in a, in a strategy, like in a timely matter. Um, you can be putting out the same link once a day, as long as it is different images. But I do think that you should also switch it up so that you have more content and you're reaching more people and um, using different keywords to attract people in different aspects or different uh, parts of their journey to work with you. Okay. This is probably one of my favorite things about Pinterest is what you just said about how like the lifespan of your content is limitless. I mean, I think that's one of the things that is so frustrating about social media, mm-hmm. uh, the other platforms is that everything moves so fast that if you put out a really great post on, on Facebook or Instagram within 24 hours, it's kind of reached its lifespan. You know, I mean, you may have something that lasts a little bit longer, but the beauty of Pinterest is like you said, you could have something that resurfaces every single year, especially if it is like seasonal. So your seasonal content, like you're talking about, if you have something for the holiday season, it can resurface every year around that same time and still be bringing you traffic and bringing you leads and bringing you sales ultimately, which is incredible because there's not a whole lot of other platforms that have that kind of shelf life for their content. Exactly. And if there's something that you can put a holiday spin on some sort of angle that you can put out there, I would definitely recommend that too, because it's, it's a big one on Pinterest and, and online in general. People go crazy over the holidays. <laughs> yeah. I lo- it's, I mean, that's, yeah, everybody's like, what am I, I need to go find like decorations and gift ideas and all the things. So it makes complete sense. Yeah. Um, okay. So I kind of want to wrap up because I don't, I want to make sure we keep this like fairly concise. So let me ask you kind of last question here of, and this is sort of a loaded question, but if, if you could say that there's like a common 
mistake or a couple common mistakes that you see people making when it comes to utilizing Pinterest? Is there anything that kind of comes to mind as like, we need to avoid doing X, Y, or Z? I think, I think a lot of times people don't want to deal with Pinterest and they don't want to learn it. And so they just decide that they're going to have their virtual assistant take over and their virtual assistant didn't get trained. (laughs) Um, And so, and so just hoping that it's good enough isn't really a strategy. You need to make sure that you're going in with a marketing plan that you know exactly where you want your traffic to be going to and how that's going to help your business. You also need to make sure that your keyword research is done on the platform itself, because if you're not searching on Pinterest, just because it has millions of searches on Google, doesn't mean that people are actually looking on Pinterest for that too. Oh, that's a great one. Yeah. So making every, it, you know, you're searching within the platform, not just in general. And I think that that's an important one too, is like, and I mean, I do this in all in all platforms, like the research piece, but I think we as business owners, we think we know what people are searching for, but when you actually see it in a search, you're like, oh, they're using this term or this phrase instead of, you know, like, I, and again, I see this a lot in photography where we refer to things as, you know, a session, a photo session, and our clients are calling it a photo shoot mm-hmm. or, you know, a, or a, you know, a photo, whatever the words they're using at the time. But it like taking kind of your industry brain out of it and looking at like, what are your clients actually, what words are they actually using on the platform can be super helpful so that you are targeting specific to their terminology. I think that's really key. Exactly. And again, because they're going to go there and do these searches and, and half the time they're not even completing the searches. They're just using the auto suggestions. So <laughs> make sure you're using those too. Oh, that's smart. Yeah. <laughs> they're like, oh, it filled it in for me. That's perfect. Well, Taryn, this has been super helpful. I know that there's so much more we could go even deeper on too. And I would love to have you back and do like a Pinterest, you know, 102 version, like go a little further into strategy some other time. But in the meantime, if somebody wanted to learn more about Pinterest or how you can help them, where can they find you and what is it that you have for them available? Yeah. Well, you guys can always join me on my Facebook group. I have created a little group called the Passive Income Project, where we use Pinterest to create passive income. Um, And also, if you're looking to get started on the Pinterest platform and learn how to set it up and how it can really maximize your business. I have a really fun webinar that is Pinterest in an hour. It is called the pin factor and I will make sure that you have the link. Yeah. Well, it will be in the show notes for anyone that wants to grab that. Definitely go check it out. And then, um, yeah, join the Facebook group. I'm sure there's tons of really great, great content and conversations going on over there. So thank you so much for joining. I have learned so much. I'm really excited to kind of start diving into the world of Pinterest and Pinterest strategy. And it's been really fun for me to kind of branch out and learn about new platforms and new ways of kind of getting your content out there. Um, So thank you so much for sharing your expertise. We appreciate it. And we will chat with you soon. Thank you. It was super fun. Thank you so much for joining us today. I hope you enjoyed the conversation as much as I did. And as always, you can find any links or resources mentioned in today's show down in the show notes. And if we're not friends outside of the podcast yet, then what are you waiting for? Come find me on Instagram at Girl Means Business. Send me a DM letting me know what you thought of today's episode or 
any of the past episodes you've listened to. You can also take a screenshot of today's episode and post it to your stories, tagging at Girl Means Business, and I'll give you a shout out on my page. I love connecting with you and hearing all about your business and can't wait to get to know you more. I hope you have a wonderful week and I will meet you back here next week, same time, same place.